Hello, and welcome to Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast that covers magic, houseplants, and more. I'm Shannon, and today I am your only host. So as we all know, Nick is going to be out this week, sending him lots of love while he's dealing with the passing of his mamma, but we wanted to bring you a very special episode. And so for our very first Wands and Fronds and Friends, I am happy to introduce you to two of my favorite IRL witches. I've got Kelly here and Eileen. Hi. Hi. So um, I wanted to first get things started by just kind of like getting both of them to talk a little bit about their practice and how long they've been involved in the craft. I know they have very different types of practices too, which I think will be really interesting for everybody. So Kelly, let's start with you. How long have you been practicing witchcraft? <laughs> um, so I have been practicing forms of witchcraft since I was 15, um, so going on 18 years, and um, I was introduced by my now former stepsister, who happens to be evangelical in Arkansas with three kids now. That took a turn. Yeah, that's a big and, job. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, my childhood it comes back. And uh, I had a mentor uh, at a similar time who actually gave me my first deck at that point and I still have it and I still use that deck and uh it's it's been a slow growing practice mostly of trying to craft things or receive them as gifts yeah no that's always the trick I know there's that whole you know saying that you're supposed to have your first tarot deck gifted to you which I didn't. And I think it's definitely a thing for solo practitioners that's really hard. So oh, yeah. I just said fuck it and bought my own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which I know I mean, I've, people have. But. I've, I've since bought others and I've since like given others and it's not, I don't have that stigma in regards to yeah. your first deck, but uh, it it is extra special because yeah. it was given. Oh my God. Well, and from like a mentor. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So Eileen, why don't you tell us a little bit about how long you've been practicing? Um, yeah, I mean, you could even uh, say that my practice almost follows more along the lines of uh, woo-woo, you know? Um, <laughs> we, so... we celebrate the woo-woo at Wands and Fronds. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, I don't know if I'm traditional, you know, what you would call traditional witchcraft, um, but I'd say I kind of started getting involved and started actually picking up my own practices from honestly, a whole slew of different cultures, um, from Ayurveda in India, um, to actual, you know, I'm really starting to actually get into what, you know, I guess you would say is traditional witchcraft, um, uh, from even cooking. Um, and I guess it could be, you know, probably about five years going on now. Um, and so I'd say my first moment was in Jerusalem. Actually, I lived there for a while and I had a moment at the Western Wall and my whole body went up in flames and I realized that it's all real <laughs> and my childhood was a lie. <laughs> uh, so that is the yes. best like come to goddess moment. Like, <laughs> right. Oh my so, god. Yeah, you know. Um, and I guess I, I'm definitely actually as you know, I'm starting to kind of dabble into tarot a little a little bit because I'm realizing um from an actual like true ancient soul point that I'm being called from a lot of different aspects to get really more deeply involved with my roots and I have like Kelly, a lot of uh, kind of Celtic roots, you know, that I think I can really start tracing back to the Druids, um, to Bohemia, you know, and that's where a lot of tarot has come from, is I've been doing a lot of research um, and Kabbalah and different aspects of drawing from a lot of different, you know, I guess what you would quote unquote call the traditional faiths, um, but they... The Abrahamic religions. Exactly. And so yeah. I'm finding a lot of really unique ties that really just kind of support, you know... It's all real. Oh, yeah. I love that. I've also been, like, more and more on a journey of, like, discovering my roots. And once I finish this book, I'll lend it to you, too. Um, Ooh. It's called Fairycraft by Morgan uh, Domler. She mm -hmm. is uh, a big, like, scholar of Irish lore and, like, Celtic religion history. Mm -hmm. And this is all about working with, like, the fair folk. 
but perfect. That's definitely yeah. It's that's really what I'm good so far too. To. It's actually like readable, which nice. is not always the case. So. No, my Celtic magic book is not a light read. It is. Yeah. It is something that I pull out for very specific ceremonies yeah. and like. I have so much wax on that stupid book um, from oh, like. Yeah taking a ritual outside and thinking I'm gonna have this grand goddess moment and really I can't see because I'm old and there's not enough light and there's not a bonfire and I can't commune with my people so I nearly light the book like it's not cute but here I am you know I'm like that's the ugly side of witchcraft that nobody talks about is how much wax gets all over fucking everything because it's like my altar is wrecked, and I also have a beautiful scarf that I was gifted that had wax all over it. I, oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to get back into silk painting. It's going to be great. I have all the stretchers. I have all the supplies. I just need the do. bandwidth and time, right? Which is not going to happen for a, a few while. years. <laughs> a yeah. while. Yeah, and, a couple um, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, unless I make it happen. Watch that Scorpio energy. But, right. yeah, so uh, I'm good at that. It's just everything else will go fringe. And, um, but like, I had this gorgeous scarf that I hand made and I got wax all over it because it was just this. Oh, a lot of candles, man. A lot of candles. So much candles. Stuff. <laughs> oh, I have. Oh, I, t- I, I oh, did a, no. uh, last, last Halloween, I did a ceremony and, um, I, we, we rented an Airbnb, like, it was a whole affair. We, you know, we went with one other couple. We quarantined for two weeks and got tested and like made sure that we could be in the same proximity with yeah. each other without having a panic attack. And um, I, I took over the front patio of um, our Airbnb and I usually have the chime holder candle stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't it didn't make it in the car um so I started using pots of their like potted plants in order to have all four corners and call the who um there was one pot that happened to be plastic it 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 died a sad death there was a big cleaning fee no no, it was a tiny, tiny pot. Like, this is not something anyone's going to miss. But it was, it was <laughs> Until lightly. they do. One Until day, they do. One day they're going to notice and it they'll was, be like... It was still lightly traumatizing on my end. Because I'm like, I live in California. Fire season is a thing. I know. You know, like, granted, I was on brick and I was careful. And yeah. I had, like, I wet all the soil before I did any of this. So it wasn't yeah. like... Smart, smart. You know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, but, growing up in California, I'm sure that's, like, burned into you. So... Eileen and Kelly both live in LA and they live in the complex with me. And I know Kelly, you're from California. Are you, and you're from Northern California? No, no, I'm from what's lovingly called the armpit. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a really unique upbringing. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually from a small town called Visalia, um, and I just spent the weekend there and realized the depth of anti-maskers, which was a beautiful time for my panic disorder. I'm not gonna lie, the only thing I know about Visalia is the Visalia ransacker who went on to become the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not surprised. Brendan is quoted many serial killers from Visalia. Yeah, so it's been great. So, um, I mean, hey, you know, my, uh, I actually lived outside the city bounds and my dad was a farmer. You know, my family has been involved in agriculture for many generations. And so, um, honestly, you know, to my father's chagrin, that's pretty much what has given me my tie to the land and has <laughs> most heavily influenced my development as a witch. So, you know, he loved to hear that one. So he backed himself into a corner there. Yeah, he, he really <laughs> did. You know, I'm like, hey, you raised me to like praise the earth. What are you? What's your what's your big issue? So, you know, but yeah, it was um, it was a definitely interesting uh, place to grow up as a relatively intelligent person. So I was raised evangelical. It was great, Um, you know, so I realized in college that just because I'm a woman does not mean I'm dirty. Oh, what a great time to discover that. Nick and I, my... (laughs) 
co-host usually we both grew up in a small town in texas of like seven thousand people oh, so lovely. we get it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a mood uh, <laughs> my hometown is a mood but i have to That's say perfect nothing has been better for my self-esteem than going back to my small hometown because oh, i'm like i'm yes. like i'm an la4 but i'm a granberry 12 like <laughs> i'm like i'm hot in my hometown I'm like how dare <laughs> Any of these people, like, how dare they ever make me feel bad about anything in my life? Um, oh, small town cute. shit. And so, Kelly, you're from, are you from L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that. You're like a you. <laughs> you have you the to like, be yourself I, as a child? What? Oh, no. Well, yeah, no, that's I, true. I yeah. grew up in L.A. That doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, we it's can take you to our hometown so you can experience see, being, I, like, a 15. I ex- in a tiny town. I experienced yes, that when yes. I visited my mother. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, my – I grew up mostly in Burbank. Okay. So I was I was surrounded by industry and studio brats. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for people that aren't in L.A., it's, like, the industry. People yeah, just call it industry yeah. out here. It's the film industry. Yeah. Um, I know I, we have a lot of people that aren't in L.A., but it yeah. does – you get kind of, like, stuck in that lingo. Well, yeah. but, like – it was not. it was actually really funny because to, for instance like growing up I I was thoroughly awkward right like I had solid I had a god's eye I eat buck teeth like I had a lazy mm. eye hot hair you had a that, lazy eye yep how do you hair, get rid of a lazy eye bifocals okay um, that's and, fair and I had hair that rivaled Bozo the clown um, my mom and I like. Although I am an LA kid, like we chose horses over fashion, right? Mm. So like we were shopping at Target a long time before it was cool, and yeah. like there was just nothing hot happening with this, right? <laughs> well, you clearly and, grew out of that. Thank God, and it got, <laughs> it got it got beaten out of me. But like I remember in third grade, um, my uh, my dog died. Right, and my dog was my very best friend. Yeah. Right, and she was everything. So naturally, in the third grade, I made a year-long pledge never to smile or wear color again. <clears throat> and so, so the goth phase began in the third grade. Yes, <laughs> and well, um, that's, a, that's a good age and, to dress exclusively in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not so, concern your so, teachers at all. Yeah, no, kids won't so, be weird about that. No. no. So actually, it wasn't that bad. But um, <laughs> actually, it didn't really co- hit me until I was coming out of my quote-unquote goth phase, because then I started to smile again. And all of my chameleon ally, I had this one very best friend, and she saw me smile, and she, you know, was another, you know, uh, commercial child, and um, needed to be seen and seen a specific way amongst people mm. and um i remember she pulled me over to the side and was like kelly kelly can you do me a favor and i was like for you anything you're my very best friend anything and she's like could you not smile around me because your crooked teeth are embarrassing and i and i of course was just a wreck right like i i went home even post after school care was I was crying to my mother and my mother and all of her non-tact glory um she's like here's what you're gonna do you're gonna go to that Sarah and you're gonna you're gonna tell her that someday someday your eyes are gonna get fixed your teeth are gonna get fixed your hair is gonna get fixed you're like she gave me a really oh, solid God. bullet point of Thanks, like, like well, all of the things. Hadn't thought of that one. <laughs> but listen, this is still bolstering. And I and I and yeah, I'll be damned if I did not repeat every single one of these bullet points to this girl. Oh, okay? And then I was like, but then after those are fixed, I'm gonna be beautiful on the inside and the outside, and you're always gonna be ugly on the inside. <laughs> And yes. that's when I learned emotional warfare. Mm. No, um, but <laughs> I feel like every young girl does at some point. Oh, yeah. We're not yeah. physically strong, so we become emotionally strong. Right, right. Yeah, cool. but but then her mother attacked me on the playground the next day. So. 
don't that's learn. That's normal. That's yeah. normal. That's a... adult child violence. Yeah. 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 I mean, what were you expecting? You go after her child with words. I know. She's going to come to you. Oh, my God. So I think that that's, uh, God, growing up has so much trauma. Um, it's incredible. What initially, like, drew you to the craft? Ooh. Okay. So... My oldest stepsister, I could tell, like, I had two stepsisters growing up. Both of them were substantially older than me. One was drawn toward witchcraft, and I could tell that she was a lot more centered, mm-hmm. right? Um, further, it always made sense to me. I um, never, ever had this idea of, like, a specific god right it has always been a greater whole and energies within yeah and um i remember uh when i was a child i had uh i had a philosophy that we i guess naturally that's normal i was that's such a big scorpio mood yeah (laughs) you're like this is my philosophy (laughs) so we live on a shadow plane (laughs) So we live on a shadow plane. <laughs> and, and in this shadow plane, in the in the in the uh just imagine you're very I know, I know. And my and my parents thought this was the cutest game, but into to my eyes, I was like, no, this is this is this is this place is where we're like in my mind, the real worlds were like actually the planetary systems and those were inhabitable in another plane Mm, right okay and so this was where everyone came to become a melting plot and learn how to interact and develop and I remember telling people like in the third grade I'm like my job in this life is to find my like solar sisters that's my job and um and and to find my sisters right (laughs) and uh on the shadow plane um, though we can't uh, forget that we're on the shadow plane this whole time (laughs) i have my visa my visa is to find and that is my job and um (laughs) but like coming from that kind of perspective having someone in my life who was like yeah, at this season, we celebrate this. At this season, we celebrate this. This is how we check in with self. And this is, you know. Yeah. I wasn't so much introduced to gods, and they still don't super resonate with me. Yeah. But, like, knowing what to check in with what and when and recalibrate regularly, like, moon cycles, all of that, that always made sense to me. I love that. So. I love that. Yeah. What about you? What drew you to it? Oh, I know it's a really big question. It's not. It's not yeah. really fair of me to ask it, but <laughs> oh, this is my no, show. No. So um, <laughs> okay, fine, Shannon. Whatever. <laughs> um, honestly, you know, I lost my um, faith in you know a god with a capital G, the one that you know my parents were like, "Oh, you're gonna go to hell if you Sky don't Daddy. believe in Sky Daddy." That's beautiful, okay? Mm-hmm. See, but if you called him daddy in church, oh, no. No, Depending no. on the church, though, they might be like, yes, daddy. All of those, like, new wave, like, non-denominational churches Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. See, my youth group literally had a group, okay, a leadership group where we learned how new age Christians were the devil <sighs> and the antichrist combined in one, okay? Oh, incredible. You know, Jews were going to hell, Catholics yep. were going to hell. It's so surprising that millennials are leaving the church. I wow. know, right? I know. They don't want someone to literally stand up there and, oh, man. Mother's Day, Mother's Day. However, like like uni- the, Unitarian the Unitarian oh, yes. Church, like the totally draw different. that that has made in the last five years, huge yeah. because of exactly the same thing. Exactly, Just yeah. A welcoming plane, and I think millennials have really honed in on the importance of community and fostering connection, yeah. um, because we came up in the recession and we needed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think this year is going to definitely have changed that. But yeah. so you you grew yeah. up in the hellfire yeah. brimstone. Oh, very much. Sky Daddy's yeah. boss. Yeah. You're and bad. I, yeah. And I had, well, you know, and I was a woman. I was a dirty, dirty woman 
Well, and how dare you be born with a vagina? I know, You're right? just tempting men from the day you come oh out. Oh my gosh, especially no if I show like my apples. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, you know, I um I lost that faith pretty early cuz I grew up with a lot of health problems. Um and, you know, I was like, uh, you know, Sky Daddy ain't healing me, so obviously he does not exist. So, you know, I lived my life in that, you know, form. And then I went to college and I became a religious studies major and that was wild. So that really threw everyone for a loop, but I really specialized in terrorism. So I don't know if that really counts. Um, and that's what, you know, really led me to the Middle East. And that's, um, you know, that's where I really started first encountering spirit, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I kind of try to really, um, you know, for the sake of ease, I'll still use the word God. Um, but I really try and especially in my own practices, I really stray away from that because, you know, from my, you know, wheelhouse, God with a capital G has done nothing but hurt kill and support the murder of people that I have known and loved. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not what I'm about, you know? And so I've gotten really deep into more like that concept of spirit and that web that unites us all, that spark of divinity that literally lives and flames inside each of us and what that can teach us about ourselves, about others, about nature um literally about how you can heal with the power of trees you know mm, at trees its most... are so good for you trees are so, so good <laughs> yeah. for you oh my gosh and lovely oh yes i'm it's really i've lovely. been really getting into like uh shinrin yoku which is like a old um tradition i think it's japanese um and they it's literally on forest embodiment and i have it's using the sacred Hinoki tree and I do have Hinoki oil. I will bring next time. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I really have gotten into essential oils and honestly, you know, nature embodiment and using nature as your own power and to enhance your own power. And when I went through my yoga teacher training, that was probably the biggest transformative experience in my life. And that is when I still remember on the first night of the training, my teacher looking at us and going, Y'all, you don't even understand what you have done to yourselves. You have all royally screwed yourself. Like, you are going to transform physically and mentally and spiritually in this just next, you know, couple of months and especially this first week. And let's get ready for the ride. And I was like, this guy's full of crap. <laughs> and um, I became a different human and I realized um, literally the power of magic and that, you know, magic is not evil no man. you know and um, yeah you know and the thing Energy. is is that that you know figuring that out and seeing and honestly being in the middle east and learning that you know it's not necessarily you know that our divinity inside us is not what's evil it's it's the human parts of us that kind of tend to go dark and um that is really what began my practice. And I realized that I needed protection. I realized that I needed to actually truly work on, you know, what do I believe in? What do I believe is real? What is not real? And how I can use that to strengthen myself and others. And just a few small questions. Just a few small questions, you yeah. know, and I learned that I was an empath and that was the biggest thing for me. Um, I learned just how freakishly strong of an empath I am, you know, and it, all of the little, you know, things came together from my childhood and all of these things. And I realized just how much um, power people can have over you if you give it to them. And so my practice has mainly centered around um, gaining my own power back. Yeah, dude. I in mean, that's, sense. that's uh, a pretty impressive, like, thing to work on. Yeah. You know, no small bones there. I, you know, I don't I was... believe in small bones. <laughs> okay. All big bones here. All big bones. <laughs> Exclusively big bones in Eileen's practice. Um, So I know. Hey, I'm big boned, okay? That's what they always used to tell me. Honey, you're big boned. Same. Okay, you're Same. big boned. <laughs> I mean, growing up in the South, it's like, no, we just, we just have big brains. Um, <laughs> So I know I. Doesn't stop. 
peasant stock. Oh, I got all the hip stock. stock. Yeah. Oh, I had a doctor. Oh, you're gonna have great babies. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's not so for you to say. I'm twelve. Um, right. (laughs) You're looking at my hip spread. Thanks. Thank you. So I know. I I think your path is kind of like still coming into what it is and I know very much coming I personally consider myself like a green witch Nick and I joke all the time that we're both on like the kitchen witch spectrum because like we cook all the time so that's I feel like you're very you've got a lot of big green witch energy so we'll see how you if you feel like you get called to an identity of some sort um I'm assuming you aren't feeling any one type of like quote-unquote witch at this point um yeah I definitely not necessarily like a a form of witchcraft it's definitely more that I'm accepting what being a witch is yeah you know in essence and literally that it can take so many different beautiful paths you know I'm definitely called to the more fey aspect, but I think that's again, you know, because of the Irish and the Celt roots um, yeah. and different things. And um, I love working with the fey. Yeah, yeah. and so, so you know, yeah. I can definitely see myself um, heading down a little <laughs> bit more of that path into a little bit more. But I do, I love how you say the green witch because I'm a self-trained chef and I definitely, I like to make uh, poultices and I have a really great, um, you know, we can uh, maybe publish this recipe. It's an old, uh, I mean, it's vile as all get out, but it will cure anything that you have. If it works. Hey, it's an old recipe uh, from that they used to brew to prevent the Black Death in the Middle Ages. So, and it is a delicious concoction of herbs and onions and garlic and other things that you definitely want to drink. Other pungent things. Oh, it is the most pungent. Smell is not enough. (laughs) Like an open window creation. Perhaps. (laughs) Oh, no, honey. Um, an open, open space yeah no this is straight up cauldron <laughs> shit okay out I love like that. on a That's fire amazing. if you make it in your kitchen it's never leaving yeah it's Oof. never it's leaving. like worse than fish Ugh. it's so, fish on steroids <laughs> okay but oh, okay. but it works i but swear works. i, I get swear it. by it i get it so kelly do you consider yourself like a specific genre of which i mean i'm i'm probably closest uh to a more traditional wiccan um i definitely identify as green but uh that is those are the predominant forces that's fair fair. they're good forces they're good forces so i was also wanted to talk to you guys about like your favorite like type of magical practices i think we all have things that we really enjoy doing as you sit here with this beautiful pendulum, I know. does this have anything to do with your favorite practices? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love pendulum for chart work. It's a neat booklet that you can pull out with the chart and it will help you point exactly where your spirit, like it'll help you in spirit direct what needs work and what ratios are. Off. Oh, cool. It's, it's, I originally started with tarot. I still love it. I am not picking it up right now because I warp all of my readings um, because I want things to read one way, even when the cards say otherwise. Yeah. Um, I also am a huge fan of um, self-ritual and journaling and like singing like oh I love that. for me singing is spiritual and it, it's healing and I think that there's something innate innately human about mm-hmm. the spiritual element of singing mm-hmm. um, yeah. and music even if it doesn't that. sound you know um but that said blowing out any candle there's some kind of chant yeah that even like I don't believe in just a straight blowout. It has to be something. Yeah. Um, Needs a little zhuzh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
I think yeah. singing is great. I have I had this great choir director who um he his favorite thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, God invented the most beautiful instrument, and then he had a sense of humor and he put it inside of people. Um, <laughs> and I think it's very true. And I love sometimes when we like do cleansings in the house. You know, like we'll smoke cleanse you know, you always want to like go through and like recharge it with positive energy. And like, we definitely use a lot of like music and singing because for me and I know, you know, for my partner too, it's very much like that's the embodiment of like positive, good, uplifting, like energy. Yeah. I mean, but like also, you know, you asked about Beltane at one point and I was just, you know, I'm sitting here like, what the heck? I can't even think past, you know, two seconds of a deadline but like what the heck would I do and the reality is is outside of like a full moon pull or practice or Mm -hmm. ritual I'm a huge fan of rituals um I go full bog witch it's (laughs) I'm unsupervised um only only when I'm unsupervised and um (laughs) but like I'm sitting here and I was I pulled out my book and I was like we could always just do a barbecue you know like dude yeah I mean that's very much what I do for usually for any of the sabbats I just like cook for them yeah I mostly just like make the different things so I'm 100% on board I mean y'all saw my giant grill out oh yeah oh yeah I love I love cooking yeah same yeah same so I mean do you have like favorite practices uh yeah no I'm definitely I love they say a uh, full bog witch because honestly I I'm like goals honestly yeah, like I am yes. I'm definitely um all about that moon magic um I am absolutely not not been known ever 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 to like go howl naked at the moon that's fine yeah Yeah, that happens um you know so I'm uh big into like a lot of um also like self rituals um and different you know aspects of that but more that you know, I'll do, um, I actually do a lot of cooking rituals, different things like that. Um, Mm. and I do a lot of work with essential oils and, um, actual, uh, blessings, um, and different things like that. I do some cleansing things. Mm. Um, one of my favorite practices is actually, uh, self-reflection based on looking at the imbalances that are currently rising up in your life. Um, and then I actually believe that nutrition is the best medicine. And so I will then shift my eating, my exercise practices, et cetera, to then deal with the, that exact current imbalance that I'm having. Um, and so I'm also a big fan of journaling, huge fan of chanting and singing. Um, I honestly am attracted to pretty much anything that is ancient as fuck and woo woo Mm. i i feel that strong call um and i've actually been really getting into a lot of soul progression work lately and so that is very quickly becoming a favorite i guess you know method of self-work and guidance even um you know and kind of looking at you know, our own personal histories and how that shapes us. Um, and definitely a lot of shadow work, a lot of shadow work. And so important to do. Yeah. You know, unfortunately the first time I really started getting involved in shadow work, I had no idea I was doing shadow work. So I lost it a little bit there for a while. That'll happen. You know, especially Um, if you're going in unawares. Yeah. Got (laughs) on a lot of drugs. That was fun. Finally got off all the drugs because realized that shadow work is, you know, not a bad thing. It's actually exactly what I need to be doing right now. We just like Mm. don't love the shadow in the West. No, no. No. And, um, you know, I'm finding more and more, I actually have a uh, lovely affinity for death. So that's been really fun as that, um, power has been developing um and so I am honestly that's probably I'm most intrigued in that particular practice and where that's going to take me um so so we do have we have a lot of like baby witches that listen do you want to give like a brief description of what soul progression is for people who might not be familiar I know that's like it's hard to like sum it up super succinctly but yeah absolutely so I actually work with an absolutely fantastic spiritual healer 
also in our neighborhood. You know, if you want to move here, I would totally understand. You know, there's lots of apartments for lease. You know, yeah. it's kind of you there's can lots join. of trees. Hey, there, these are big coven. I'm telling there you, there are a lot of fae around here. Yeah. There really are. There are so yeah. many. Like, yeah, I noticed it. Like really, the first time I super noticed it was I was like sitting out on my back porch, like around sunrise. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah. they are everywhere. Oh yeah, everywhere. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. anyway, sorry. Yeah. Sold so production. yeah. So I'm working <laughs> with just a really wonderful woman. Um, and she uses mostly you know pendulum to kind of like allow for spirit to guide her. Um, and she also does you know it's mostly chart readings. Um, and different forms. And it really honestly she acts as a channel in order for spirit to tell her the different, you know, my different lives basically. And so I've literally learned about, you know, for example, I had a particularly great go around in the 1400s in the middle ages. And, um, you know, I, I took on some lovely soul vows. And so the biggest part of soul progression is to kind of look at basically what are the literal programs that you have adopted in past lives that you are still carrying with you that you no longer need to carry with you mm -hmm. because our souls have a lovely habit of once we get back here from the collective of forgetting or being in denial of you know certain things that we have already learned we've already gone through those pains we've already gained those human experiences and we don't need to gain them anymore we can let them go so the biggest part of soul progression is realizing those lessons those lists those you know i took on some lovely soul vows of uh self-punishment self-hatred Hatred of men. Um, let's see. Lots. Just yeah, that all was, seems so helpful. I know, right? You know, all <laughs> why would you ever want to let go of that? Exactly. So you know, and literally, my spiritual healer has guided me in the process of releasing those energies and replacing them with their opposites. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, what's been really you know both unique and beautiful about soul progression is literally assimilating all of these past lives I've had and saying, you know, and saying, okay, here were the beautiful parts and here were the really ugly parts that made me hurt myself or hurt others. And I don't need to do that again in this life. So bye-bye. Nice. Check. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I, I get to check it off my list of soul jobs that I right. have to complete. You've already done it. Um, okay, so the next question I have is a very tough one. What is your favorite house plant? Mm -hmm. I know. I know. You can have a few, but mm. I know it's a hard question. There are a lot of good ones. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, I recently got a uh, little angel demon puppy child, <laughs> and um, I actually gifted. Um, several of my house plants to uh kelly over here because he couldn't stop eating them and yes of course pretty much every house plant known to man is toxic to dogs so that was a really great day in my life when i realized i had to give away my plants but oh god he's so cute he, he is he, he's so cute yeah when you don't live with him though you know yeah. let's we I always mean, have to remember that one yeah texas yeah met my kitten that's true he's real exactly. cute until you live with him exactly and then he's a house plant yeah and so i definitely do have a uh i do have a pothos um that i've had for at least four or five years now and he is leggy and beautiful and I love him. Um, and I do actually, I really, I really enjoy um, zebra plants. Oh, yeah. I enjoy zebra plants and snake plants immensely. I have a snake plant named Severus um, and I adore oh, him God. very much. I was like, it blew my mind that snake plants were reclassified into the Dracaena family recently, I know. which is fucking crazy to I know. me. Like, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Um, I know weird like plant nerd stuff but i, I was like that. you've got to be kidding me yeah what like yeah. why That's yeah i'm they're always going to be a sansevieria to me i can't like unlearn 
them being plants no. of area. No. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's like when Rosemary, not too long ago, got reclassified as a salvia. It yeah. was like just a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Which, it's, I'm like, stop moving stuff around, scientists. Yeah, unacceptable. Just leave it be. It takes so long to learn it where it's at. Um, <laughs> what about you, Kelly? Uh, so I love, I love my fiddly fig, um, but I wish I could propagate it. I cannot for the life of He's me. He's luscious though. He, he is, is luscious. He is. Uh, Phil is is my friend. Phil and uh, my dog likes to eat the moss on top of Phil. Yeah, it's oh, true. And then he poops wow. it. It's great. It's wonderful. It's one win. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I love Phil, but like Monstera is quickly taking a mm. really warm and fuzzy place in my heart. I love them. They yeah. you get such like jungly vibes from them. Yeah. Which I love. I've I've clearly I love my Monstera. He has like a place of uh, a place of honor on my yeah. altar. Um, this one's gonna be extra hard. A favorite herb. I know that's rude. I'm an asshole. That's actually rude. I am a cook. I know that's rude. Well, I mean, I said I think for me at least magically, mine's probably bay leaf because I use it yeah all the time. Can, can yeah. I do a magic one and a cooking one? Yeah. You can okay, do whatever okay. you want. Yeah. Okay, there are I have no to think. rules here. I, I mean, <laughs> no, like, there's there's a lot of times that I've used bay leaves in magic, and that's probably a strong de- default for me. Yeah. Um, however, I've been having a lot of fun with resins Ooh, okay. lately. But because uh, mm. um, I got a little tiny cauldron, yeah. jerkily fun. Anyway. Oh, my God. But um, – it's true. It's true. It's good. Everyone but my husband loves it. And um, but uh, oh, as far as as far as herbs like cooking wise are concerned, I don't know why, but like there's something about time that like is just always good to me. Yeah. What kind of time? Regular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for cooking for me right now, it's like I'm I'm on this like pineapple sage kick. And yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I love sage, but like, but time is I mean time is a classic for a reason. You know? Yeah, it's like there's the something about time that I I I like. I'll put like a blackened sage rub on just about anything, but like there's something about time that I always go back to. Mm. I don't know. No, it's fair. It's a good one. Yeah. Let's see. Culinary speaking, I have been. You know, my old diehard is actually winter savory. I really mm. enjoy working with winter savory. No, um, but I've recently been, um, I've really been working with tarragon in everything. Tarragon chicken, tarragon fennel, tarragon eggs, tarragon, just mm. literally tarragon crazy. Um, I had this, I've smelled this like really great tarragon scented hand lotion one time and I can't remember what the ooh. brand was, but oh my God, it was so good. I was like, but I would eat my hands. Mm, that's delicious. Yeah. That's, yeah, no, no. It's so no. good. But it Fair was though. so good. The Fair. scent was amazing. And then I, I guess, honestly, I think I, I really, I really like working um, with sweet grass um, ooh, okay. and you know, different, um, sometimes some sage bundles, but I'm actually far more, I do, I do work with cedar, actually. Mm, I really nice. like to work with cedar in my, like, purification. And I've actually been leaning further and further away from sage as far as, like, my spirit cedar. is concerned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cedar chest. Yep. Is, but do you work with real cedar or juniper? Because most cedar in the U.S. is juniper. Cedar. Nice. See, that's an important distinction, though, yeah. because there's a lot of, it's like the meanest thing that happened. It's because yeah. it's like, there's not like cedar that grows naturally mm-hmm. in North America, especially like growing up in Texas, they're like cedar fever. It's like, no, man, it's fucking juniper. Yeah. But juniper fever doesn't roll off the tongue. Nope. So you've, you've been moving away from sage. I feel like I'm burning through the sage that I have, but I really have started recently liking burning rosemary yeah. for smoke cleansing. Yeah. Really? Uh, I like it. I've, I've, I've definitely, like, I've gone for lavender as far as mm. sage, like, as far as cleansing and smoke, and um, the resins have been big for me. Like, I have dragon's blood, and, yeah, um, dragon's blood. and it's, you know, and I, I lean toward it pretty heavy, but I don't know. I just... 
and I I love me a sweat lodge like and it's something mm. I pull from in a big way as far as medicine wheel is concerned and all of that and yeah. so it doesn't super feel appropriative but I also unless it's in that context I'm mm-hmm. leaning away from using sage um, yeah. just because it's not actually absolutely yeah. the traditional and like every culture has like their own yeah. like smoke cleansing things and like for me, rosemary made a lot of sense because they actually used to burn rosemary in hospitals because it's got, like, all of those, like, awesome, like, cleansing yeah, properties. It's got natural anti- antiseptic. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. antiseptic, antibacterial. So I was, like, you know. I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but for me, when I'm thinking about, like, herbs that I use in magic, I often will start by, like, looking at, like, their mundane uses and, like, the physical things you can do with them and then, like, mapping that to, like, magical processes. I think especially for new witches, that's, like, a really great way to go. Yeah. Also, if you're new... Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs is also a great, like, starter book. Green Witch is also fantastic. Yeah. It's, and it's so pocketbooky too, that it makes flipping through. Oh, yeah. So easy. No, it's a really good one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of anything that makes witchcraft practice attainable. I'm, I'm here for a low bar. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's like yeah. Instagram, witch aesthetic has like set such a crazy unrealistic thing for people. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. so on that note, crazy stuff online, we have this segment that we do every week called QWP questionable witchy practices. And usually it comes down to us talking about weird, bad advice we've seen on the internet. And Nick wanted me to ask if either of you have any, like, super crazy bonkers advice you've seen online that you'd like to share. Because there's some weird shit out there. It is weird. For witchcraft. I mean, I told Kelly about this, Eileen, but for Valentine's Day, I covered um, this really strange love spell where basically you carry around a nutmeg in your armpit for three days and then you grind it up into mulled wine and serve it to the person that you're trying to get to love you. That's vile. Yup. Ew. Big ew. I know. Yeah. Oh. Big ew. Yeah. I will say I um <laughs> armpit nutmeg man. Am, am no longer on the book of face. So Samesies. Um I I can't really pull from a lot of specific rites that I've seen online. That's okay. But what I can say is like part of why I left a lot of witchcraft groups is because um, there was kind of a demonization of the threefold law and like, hmm, um, like, look, I, no matter what level of witchcraft you believe in and how it applies, if you're putting that much negative energy out on any one force, mm-hmm. it's still going to manifest in you. Like, whether you subscribe to Wiccan ideals or not like what you put out always comes back and that's not even from like a witch standpoint that's just it's it it goes across religious lines for a reason like that's one of the few things all faiths believe in just yeah do good good comes back you know like (laughs) psychology like western psychology even has this within the practice yeah 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 no it is there's a lot of um i feel like people get very willy-nilly with like hexing and cursing and like sharing all this stuff and i'm like you know i think there's definitely a place for it in some people's practices but sure the biggest thing is i'm like you know if that's not something you would stand up and like tell that person you did you probably shouldn't be doing it yeah it's like, like also i'm here for a bath right right yeah. but but i'm here for protection spells yeah, largely yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. cleansings mm-hmm. um i don't think if you warp will or warp elements and expect that not to hit you in some capacity then that's just yeah. ego overtaking everything like, has consequences everything does and I think I learned that when I was a teenager like we had like a little mini coven of sorts and we definitely oh, yeah. dabbled in some uh, and it's, I mean there's a lot of rage in teenage girls oh, but like I didn't I didn't do dark um that was something that I was like eh, I don't really want to cross that line I'm big yeah. on protection um but I had peers and I watched the soul leave their eyes. Like, yeah. I just watched that light 
disappear and it's even if I come off as a bad guy in a like online forum when I'm like or maybe consider another way yeah and and I get the response back of you holier than thou blah 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 and I'm like no you're just actually hurting yourself yeah. like you can't put the genie back in the bottle once it's out it's out it doesn't matter if you feel bad about it you've put it out there like it, there's and no like control fully like no. you can't like restart undo it's like no like with magic when you put it out there it's out there and you're paying <laughs> you're gonna pay for it you don't get to like there's no takes backsies like it doesn't no. work that way no I think that's really fair have you seen like any weird advice online um I am not really on the online. Good for you. You know, I am not great at, I mean, I have a Facebook, but I use it, you know, to, to maintain contact with some people in the Middle East and do my yoga classes right now. Yeah. That's why I don't hey, have a Facebook. Well, you I know, I, I just, it's, I just doom scroll and I'm just like, fuck all these people that I moved away from. And it's like, I moved away from them. Why am I giving them? Honey, honey, I have 74 Facebook friends. Oh, see. Okay. I deleted everyone from college, from my hometown, all of that. You know, I I literally, I have 74 friends on Facebook. So, um, (laughs) honestly though, I have not necessarily, you know, like online, but I have what has been, most worrisome to me is somewhat some of like the literature Mm. um you know and literally like I'm thinking you know young adult fiction type literature you know and I remember you know reading like little series and different things you know when I was a child and they literally just straight up mess with dark dark magic I mean we're talking calling like the great white bull and mistaking the white bull because he's white as being good and pure you know and so and that's one of the you know biggest grand mistakes is literally using your um cultural understandings and different foundational uh honestly like rhetorics in a way and letting that then influence your magical practice and calling upon something that you simply as a human, A, don't have the capacity to understand. And you believe that you can you use that and yeah. control that. And it's like, honey, boo boo, you can't. It's like you think real big about yourself, don't you? Yeah. And so yeah. it honestly, it, it gives me great pause and it gives me fear really because there's this you know it's almost like a celebration and an acceptance and all of these things and it's like no 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 we don't we don't play with that because as I said earlier it's all real yeah so when you play with something and you think it's fun because you read about it in a book and you're like oh I'm gonna go do this ritual in the forest mama doesn't touch an Ouija boy no no you couldn't see it but Eileen just did the most excellent hair flip as yeah. she was doing this. Yes. Yeah, we definitely, I also do not fucks with Ouija boards no, because I don't, I don't work with spirits often. I don't yeah. know how to close those portals. And it was funny. So Nick moved in and lived with us um, when I was in high school for a little bit. And my grandmother is also very superstitious about it. And he had a Ouija board and she was like, it's not coming in the house. <laughs> well, no, I've literally experienced dark spirit magic as a child yeah. in the past, you know, like we literally in a super haunted house. Yeah. You know, and I know, I know that I it's real. And I know that you, you are not more powerful than the dark. I don't care. I don't, I just simply don't care. Yeah. You know, it is literally, you cannot close that. And me being the the level of empath that I am, I have experienced, you know, forms of possession and it has scared me and chilled me to the bone. Yeah. And it should. Exactly. It should. And I think there's this like weird thing that kind of gets mixed in there where it's like it doesn't make you like a coward to not no. want to do this stuff. It's like it's a healthy respect. It's important Thank to have you. like a exactly. healthy respect for things that are bigger than you. And we're very fucking small as people. 
most things are bigger than us. Yeah. And that's magically. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, you and I'm really big, like you said, into, you know, self protection. Mm -hmm. Like that is critical. Especially as an empath. Like the first thing you learn in order to function in our world is how to maintain levels of protection against others' energy. Exactly. And I am just, you know, and I've, I've, I have really locked on to, you know, a practice that works for me, um, you know, of self-protection and I do it every single time I leave my house, every single time I get into my car. And you know what, when I forget, you notice shit happens and I almost yell at a stranger in Petco for no reason. Well, actually he had it coming, but at the same time, (laughs) he so didn't because he was just a human who said something that pissed me off. I definitely like get that. I do my protection stuff when I'm stirring my morning tea. Absolutely. I'm like, it's always good to like have a small little ritual with it that you can do. Absolutely. In the morning for me, it makes sense. And very like in the very Celtic way, I always do like you do clockwise for good things. You know, counterclockwise to undo things. Um, So we've kind of touched on Beltane. I think we should just have a barbecue. Yeah. I think that's the plan now. I'm down. So as we're getting close to the end, we wanted to have like a few fun questions. You know, this has been very like serious stuff. So favorite pop culture witch? Sally from Practical Magic. Sally from Practical Magic is an excellent answer. Period. I love that movie. It's, I didn't know this. I was actually like thinking about it today and I was distracting myself from other things. Apparently, they hired a witch consultant on that movie. That Stop makes, it. I didn't know that. But then they didn't pay her enough, quote unquote. So then she started threatening to hex them. <laughs> and so. Oh my God. And the execs were so, like, the higher ups of Warner Brothers, they just, it freaked them out so dang much that, like, they ended up just paying her off. They fucking better, and, man. And then. The, the director's like, look, I don't believe in this, but energy is energy, so here's an extra couple hundred bucks, and I just got myself an exorcism for the movie, and it still flopped at the box office, but hey. That's such a good movie. But it's a cult classic, it's and it's so everything. Good. That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> we should have a movie night. Yes. We should have a movie night. 100%. Yeah. What about you, Eileen? Luna Lovegood. <gasps> From oh Harry God. Potter, I without a doubt, love her. She was, I mean, you know, she also has. I, I mostly connect with her simply because we have that shared affinity for death. Um, but honestly, she was so fearlessly herself. Yeah, that I yeah. just, you know, I really, I've always loved her from the books to the movies. Yeah. she has always been pretty much my favorite character in the whole series. Yeah. It's very, like, funny, random story. So when I was in college, I used to have, like, white blonde hair because I always bleached it. Um, but oh, same. a guy I'm friends with now sat behind me in our astronomy class, like, freshman year. And he apparently spent, like, the first few weeks, like, trying to convince everybody. He's like, no, this is totally the actress who plays Luna Lovegood, like, from behind. I look nothing like her, like, nothing like her at yeah. all. But it was just the funniest shit. Because when we finally met, he was like, oh, my God, you look just like her. And I'm like, do you, are you face blind? Like, <laughs> are you face blind? <laughs> no. But um, for the longest, that was, like, a very funny That's really thing. Funny. Yeah. Apparently, he thought that I looked like her. Maybe from behind, like, in a mm. fucking lecture class. But he, like, stood by it. And I was like, no, man, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so if you were able to have, like, some type of, like, fictional magic be real what would you want to be real i don't want to be able to read people's minds oh i would not i don't i'm an asshole in here i wouldn't want to know what other people are thinking yeah i I really (laughs) don't want to know what other people are thinking that's brave that is brave but that is also like such fire energy speaking of yeah (laughs) straight up edward cullen style oh god (laughs) no i mean you're going to start puffing random teenagers so you can't hear. Points, <laughs> at different points in my life, I would say different things. Yeah. That's fair. But uh, right now, 100%, I would kill for, um, what's the contraption Hermione has? Uh, the time. Oh, oh, the time turner. Yeah. yeah. I would kill for a time turner right like, now. Like, just like twisting yeah. like this. Because like, I'm doing yeah. way too much that's reasonable or necessary and that would simplify life yeah so so damn Get much that. i'd yeah. love to like be able to like have like 
real potion making yeah. like in the movies like oh, bubble wait. bubble yeah, yeah. no yeah, yeah that right. would yeah. be that would be yeah that'd be so much that'd fun. be great it'd be so cool that'd be great. i want to like throw an herb in and it turns gold and like bubbles and froths and i, I really want to get into electroforming like yeah. yeah but that's that's not magic magic that's just just magic. That's just that's just science magic. It's just science magic, which you know. is magic. But it's, I mean, yeah. some people say that ma- magic is just science you don't understand yet. It's true. And it's I true. think that there's a lot to that. We, yes. you know, science keeps catching up to it's the true. occult. It's true. Um, so if you could be trained by like a fictional magician or witch, who would you want to work with? For me, Gandalf. I would totally love to work with Gandalf, mostly so I could learn how to like blow cool smoke shapes. <laughs> That's amazing, right? Um, so I have like a niche favorite series um, called uh, a, a Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, I have not read this, and it's um, it's essentially like it's by Sarah J. Mass. And it's um it's essentially if uh Beauty and the Beast turned Fae and Okay. The, yeah. the main character starts human and I strongly identify with the main character in a lot of ways. Wow. Her name is Farah. And I, I I I would I would absolutely love to get trained by Farah. Like that I'm like so excited to read this yeah. series now. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of this series and although I have big feelings that are mostly disappointment in the author, I love deeply this series and it yeah. supersedes the That's, author. I mean it's fair. It's important. like I my favorite thing I've seen on Twitter is like the greatest thing about Harry Potter is nobody knows who wrote it. It just like came into being one day. No one knows who wrote it, but it's here now. It's true. Sometimes you have to just like keep the art. It's true. Like, fuck off to the artist. It's true. It and like honestly, Sarah, like, she's fine. Like, but she's also been doing a lot of money grabs and a lot of things that I am really disappointed in. And a, a number of her more recent books have left me wanting. This most recent is the exception, but it was also my, I was the most nervous about it because I was like, please yeah. don't hurt my series. And, um, and she didn't, like she made it better. And I was like, finally, you did one good out of right. three, you did one. And uh, I was nervous, but it's, it's one of the few series that I listen to annually. Okay. Like, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I have to check it out. Beauty and the Beast was my very favorite movie Same. when I was a kid. I would like come into the living room and like throw open the curtains and be like, little town. Same. It's a quiet 100%. village. Like every morning, my grandmother loves to tell people that story. See, I did, I did that. Um, but I also did that with Cabaret. Like we, we grew oh. up, I grew up, um, again, LA kid, right? Yeah. So like on Sundays, what we would do, my childhood's so weird. There's some things that are so sad, but other things like I sound so bougie. Anyway. We, we lived in a house in Burbank, and in a specific area of Burbank, we were able to have horses in our backyard, and so yeah. we did. And on Sunday, There's lots of horses in Burbank for people that, like, haven't ever been yeah. and, to LA. And then you, like, it's literally two stalls, and then you're able to ride away from your house and then go into a public park called Griffith Park and go through those trails. And we would do like these four hour rides, come back, hose down the horse, jump, like hose off ourselves. Right. And then like put on our Sunday finest and go to a Sunday matinee at the Pantages theater. And that was what my mom and I would do when I was like 12. That is precious. Which was incredible. Except when I think about some of the musicals that she took me to at 12, such as Cabaret. Like, excellent show. Maybe not for a 12 year old. Probably not. But, like, that's fair. You, 12 year old Kelly was singing Mine Hair every day, right? Oh my god, I love Ooh. it. You gotta love kids singing inappropriate songs. Yeah, like the other, the other, uh, don't tell mama. Right? Like, I sang both of those songs 
every day. Yeah. And it was, I still remember the side eye that the people near us yep. gave my, mostly my mother, but I loved it. Hey. <laughs> It's like I mortified my grandfather at one point walking around my tiny town, like the square, because I was like four or something. Like I could barely talk, but I loved singing all the time. And I just yeah. blurted out like, Roxanne, yeah. you don't have to put on the red light. So there's this like four-year-old singing this in the middle Perfect. of the town square in like a town of 7,000 people. And apparently so my grandfather wanted Sunshine. to die. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I Another movie I've last. watched many, many times. Also, many, excellent many films. Excellent film. What about you, Eileen? There's like, you get to pick anyone, anyone in the fictional universe. Oh, well, I don't believe she's fictional. Uh, well, then that's fine. Who uh, is this IRL woman? Uh, seriously. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hands down. You are yeah. such a fire baby. Yeah. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. You know what's so funny is that I am almost in the Ayurvedic tradition. I am like about 99% um, air and spirit hmm. by my constitution. It's really interesting. I don't know. I don't know much about Ayurveda. Interested. I'm interested. We'll talk. Yeah, we will. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end. So obviously we want you guys to like like subscribe rate review you guys know the drill um you can reach out to us at wands and fronds pod at gmail.com or at wands and fronds pod on instagram we do have our special q a episode coming up because dear nicholas is going to be in la starting on friday so please send in your questions we have some good ones but we want to hear from you guys what do you want to know more about what do you not care about what do you want to tell us Nick has been really specifically asking for lewd remarks for his birthday. So <laughs> please send them in. Um, but until next time, we have our catchphrase. I don't know if either of you know, it's a blessed be bitches. So if you would like yes. to give us a blessed be bitches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Blessed, blessed be, be bitches. bitches. Blessed be bitches. Goodbye. things on fire.